0: In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You may have heard about the Texas woman who says she needs an abortion and she can't get it because she's in Texas. how How pregnant is she? She is... She's 20 weeks pregnant, uh, and, I mean, she's definitely showing, and uh, she's upset. The baby, it looks like, has a disorder, uh, a chromosomal disorder, Trisomy 18, which usually results in either stillbirth or an early infant death. The Center for Reproductive Rights filed an emergency lawsuit on Monday. Well, I don't trust those people. Travis County, a judge ruled Thursday that this woman could terminate the pregnancy. Uh, well, a couple of things. I'm looking at her right now. I got a picture of her here, and I guess the uh, the word is she's very pregnant. Uh, that's five months pregnant. Twenty weeks is five months pregnant, and I right? Yeah, five times four is twenty. Yeah, twenty. Okay, so. <laughs> You know, I would I would imagine that you shouldn't just be able to go down the block to take to have this kind of procedure done. Right. I mean, that is a babies are kicking and doing all kinds of things and they can certainly feel pain, even one with a chromosomal disorder. And (laughs) they're crying their eyes out on MSNBC and CNN that she can't get an abortion in Texas. She's got to go somewhere else. Well, some things aren't supposed to be convenient. I'm sorry. You know, we, we, we fly all over the country to get certain medical procedures. And I think this should be one of them. I definitely think this should be one of them. It's, it's hard to believe you see a per, a person showing and then they're going to have to actually terminate the pregnancy, terminate a life. My body, my choice. I hear that all the time. My body, my choice. The problem is, uh, with that statement, with that slogan, There are two bodies, right? There are two bodies. Your body, fine. The mom body. Yeah, you. But once you're pregnant, there are two bodies. There are two bodies. Look, I believe in America, we're going to have, we're going to, it, it, it can't be absolute. There will be exceptions for rape, incest, and yeah, life of the mother. And they're trying to say that that applies here. Uh I don't know for sure, but I think even then there's got to be, this is, I mean, how much does a baby weigh at 20 weeks? A couple of pounds, right? Well, maybe a pound and a half, two pounds or something like that. The baby is really showing here. I'm not comfortable with that. Well, what do you, what does it mean to you? Well, it means a lot. It means a lot. This state, you can't, I don't think you can terminate that, that far into the pregnancy. I just no. The Texas Supreme Court, uh last Friday temporarily stayed. Yeah, we'll get back to that. Uh now this is something. Jack Smith went to the Supreme Court. Man, this guy really wants to get Trump. I mean, I knew that, but a friend just sent me this. Jack Smith's Supreme Court move is stunning but clever. Stunning but clever. What happened here? Special counsel, Jack Smith if that is his real name is Mark and I like to talk about uh, special counsel Jack Smith's request to the Supreme Court to rule on former President Donald Trump's appeal in his election subversion case is a stunning yet very clever move for the former of uh, for for uh, Jack Smith, according to a guy named Harry Littman, we've seen on TV Smith, who is leading the federal investigation into allegations that Trump attempted to remain in power after losing to President Joe Biden. Now, I'm going to put losing in quotation marks. Give me a break has asked the Supreme Court to decide whether Trump is immune from criminal prosecution for crimes he allegedly committed while serving the White House. Now, this is just one uh tactic that Donald Trump's defense team has come up with. I mean, on the merits of this case, which I have a pretty good grasp of, they're going to argue the merits. They're prepared to do that. This is just one of many things they're pursuing, they're trying to get the whole case thrown out. Good for them. John Laurel, I think, is the attorney's name. But the idea that... Donald Trump cannot object to an election. Can't even say out loud, I think the election was rigged. Uh, can't say, I, you can say all that stuff. It is politics. And you can object and you can work under the Electoral Count Act to organize members of Congress and members of the U.S. Senate to rise and, and put in writing their objections. And you don't need Attorney General Barr. You don't need uh, Deputy National Security Advisor Matt Pottinger. You don't need all these swamp dwellers to tell you, to tell the president one thing or the other about the election. It does not matter what their opinion is. It does not matter. There's only the president. All right? I don't think the Deputy National Security Advisor or the Deputy White House Counsel, Pat Cipollone, is mentioned in the Constitution. The president doesn't need any data. None. Zero. With which to base his complaints on, actually. He doesn't. All he has to do, and I think, quite frankly, he's right on this. Look at those. Look at the pictures from the election. Look at Joe Biden showing up in those empty fields with those silly circles. Right. And look at the massive crowds. He could base it just on that and be convinced that he won. And it doesn't matter what Bill Stepien, you know, some hack from New Jersey uh what's that guy's name again? Yeah, he he runs campaigns. That's what he does. Bill Stepion told Donald Trump he lost. It doesn't matter. Who the hell is Bill Stepien? Who the hell is Pat Cipollone? Get out of his way. It doesn't matter. He he rejects advice all the time. We we've read about that for years. Drives the swamp crazy. That he doesn't listen to you guys. It's one of the reasons why we love him. Um All right, back to this thing. The petition sent to the court Monday asked the justices to settle Trump's contention that he is immune from prosecution because his actions listed in the indictment fall within his official responsibilities as president. Smith is also asking the court to weigh in on whether Trump's impeachment acquittal in 2021 saves him from facing criminal charges for actions related to the riot at the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. And this is that guy who called a little while ago. I do think that they have so traumatized um uh Trump I'm sorry Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett they don't want to take on the entire swamp they still live there and they got a lot of years left to live I think Amy Coney Barrett is younger than I am I think Kavanaugh is just a, a 2 years older than I am so they got a lot of life left they got to worry about their money they got to worry about opportunity they got to worry about their kids getting into certain schools they they can't put that stuff aside I still say you got to put these military um the military bases should be opened up to the justices and they should have the right, the the, the the option to live there so that they won't be harassed. Isn't that fair? It's totally fair. Uh, we'll see how this goes. I expect that it will not go in Trump's favor. But like I said earlier, it is it is shocking and sad that there are so few people, so few people with ability and expertise in these matters are willing to stand up and actually make the case for Trump. One of them happens to work right down the hall, Rudy Giuliani. There are lots of lawyers who know that what's happening to Donald Trump is a crime. These four indictments are a crime. All of it is a crime. But they are scared because it's not a merit-based society. It's not on the level. It's it's These law firms are, well, they're businesses, and they have to worry about clients, and they have to worry about antagonizing uh, some of their bigger clients, like corporations, right, and anything Trump is deemed too hot to handle, too toxic, all he's got are the people, us. And <laughs> we don't have too many constitutional scholars amongst us. We have some, and I'm grateful for them, but we don't have enough. They run the machine. They run the apparatus. And that's why it seems like they're winning. You know, the other day I had an idea. Well, we need to start a new media company that hammers, 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 hammers away, just like the left does. And I was having a conversation, and he said, there's a, there's a problem with that, though. That's not how we operate. That's not how conservatives think. Conservatives are about freedom. The left, they're all about party over country. They will do anything for the party. They will do anything. And <laughs> a great example is Liz Cheney, oh, by the way. Her book, her stupid, unreadable book, has been on every single major show that the fake news has to offer. An hour with Liz Cheney, an evening with Liz Cheney, Morning Joe, the first two hours with Liz Cheney, and that book will be number one, and she will make a lot of money of it on it uh you you I would think also, hey, don't you have enough money? You know, your old man, Dick Cheney, has 300 million dollars in the book, which I am reading, it is unreadable, by the way, it's really bad. Most of the book is her saying, and this is what I said in my opening statement, and there's a big transcript of what she said, which I already know. The The dish that she has is, like, text messages from Republicans to her. You know, and we have to believe her. Everything's negative. Everything's bad. Any Republican is bad except for her and her father, who I think represent the worst of American politics, the absolute worst Getting us into that war, that fake war, but real lives were lost. American lives, Iraqi lives, coalition lives. And they get to go around America pretending that they stand for democracy. Uh, oh, well. What are you going to do? Do what can you do? Oh, the other thing is, am I the only one? I'm, I'm actually semi-interested in it. It fascinates me as a spectacle. But that terrible Amy Rohrbach, who used to be on ABC and then NBC before that, and her boy toy, uh, man fellow, uh, AJ Holmes, TJ Holmes, you know, that, that they're like the it couple. And what makes them so special? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, except I guess page six needs material. The New York Post needs things to talk about. New York Post, you know, you got some great people there, but you guys have done a hell of a lot of damage. You did a lot of damage to this city by elevating um, Eric Adams. You guys essentially gave him that job. Uh, now I'm looking at putting on a show. Hansie, A.B. Rohrbach, T.J. Holmes engage in very dirty dancing at today's show producer's wedding. Two consenting adults were um, dirty dancing at a party. And they make it into a big, big thing. Now, again, New York Post, they got Miranda Devine. They got some great opinion editorialists. They've got uh, and they did amazing work with the with the, the laptop, of course. But everything else, I just I, we're going downhill. Now, Amy and TJ have a new podcast and they talk about how misunderstood they were. Misunderstood. We uh we started the affair before we were caught. Uh we actually had broken up with our oh, Rudy Giuliani is showing up in court right now in Washington, D.C. with his uh great, able assistant slash chief of staff, Ted Goodman. Love that guy, Ted. Uh Rudy is now going through the motions, literally going through the motions, because they're trying to figure out how much money Ruby and Shay Moss are going to get from Rudy Giuliani for, quote-unquote, defaming them. Um Rudy is right. They are wrong. This has been misportrayed by the media. This was a tactical concession on Rudy's part. He's given nothing up on the merits, and this is still America. You know, I'm sorry, but even if you're a pathetic person like Ruby and Shay, and you think you can't go to the grocery grocery store anymore because... uh Rudy Giuliani said something about you during a closed deposition, and you can't go to the gro. I can't go to the grocery store no more. I can't go anywhere except to the White House to receive a gold medal. Well, what did you do for that gold medal, Ruby and Shay? If that is your real names, <laughs> um. Ooh, what do you think about the? Uh, did you know that this is an emerging thing, the sex doll? The sex doll—they're getting more and more realistic, and apparently there are some uh, parts of the world where you know single men are having all of their needs met by an artificial sex doll. I saw them once in—I think—Animal House, the movie. You know, the blow-up doll. Well, apparently they—they're far more sophisticated than realistic. And that, uh, is floating the boat, apparently, of a lot of lonely men out there. I'll be right back. MinorityGoldGuide.com. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: I'm going to follow the Hatch Act and avoid commenting on the 2024 election, but clear, President Biden has been working to protect American democracy and to unite people of all hues against these unprecedented threats we've seen to our democracy in recent years since before January 6th.
0: Our threats to our democracy. That's a Biden deputy press secretary Andrew Bates on Air Force One, and uh, all the all the unifying, all the unifying that uh, Joe Biden has done. He did promise us that, uh, and he said his whole soul was in it. Uh, but you got to remember, it's one of the things to you know if you, the key to Joe Biden. You have to understand this. He has no soul. And uh same things for uh, Eric Adams. He's, he's a narcissist. He's crazy. Uh, you know, remember, my whole soul is in this, uniting this country. And then he turns around with this toxic poison. Cut 23, cut 23.
1: But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight... I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation about the threats we face, about the power we have in our own hands to meet these threats and about the incredible future that lies in front of us. If only we choose it. We must never forget. We the people are the true heirs of the American experiment that began more than two centuries ago. We, the people, have burning inside of each of us the flame of liberty that was lit here at Independence Hall, a flame that lit our way through abolition, the Civil War, suffrage, the Great Depression, World Wars, Civil rights, that sacred flame still burns. But, but, watch out. Now in our time, as we build an America that is more prosperous, free, and just. That is the work of my presidency, a mission I believe in with my whole soul. There it is again. But first, we must be honest with each other and with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear.
0: How dare this man! How dare he! I'm a MAGA Republican. I threaten the very foundations of this country. What's the problem, huh? I stand for a border. I stand for not having a weirdo, transsexual, whatever the hell, showing up at schools with no education certificate and hanging around kids and reading to them, having them sitting on their lap. I got a problem with that, all right? Hey, we don't like government regulation. We think there should be less. We believe in the Second Amendment. These are not radical ideas. We also don't believe in getting into pointless foreign wars that go on forever before we lose them, right? Right. Is that the real, is that a threat? It might be to his way of life and the swamp, but not to America. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Uh, Someone just got busted for threatening Vivek Ramaswamy, and you should never, uh, you know, you, you can't do that. Well, let's see here. This, this guy uh, faces up to five years in prison for warning he will blow his brains out. Vivek Ramaswamy, and kill everyone in attendance at some event where uh, Vivek was. Well, that's obviously uh, horrible and criminal, and uh, you can't do that. Uh, but this story will be minimized and reduced because really, it's only um, it's only threats that they can pin on MAGA, right? It's only those kinds of threats that they that they're interested in. And usually, you know, maniac people, including this guy, probably is all over the place ideologically. They're crazy. And they're they're all over the place, and just like the guy who t- took out, uh, tried to take out Steve Scalise, he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. I could have gone bananas. Oh, Bernie Sanders inspired this? No, he didn't. Bernie S- Sanders is a kook and a weirdo, and uh, he's wrong on policy and all that stuff. Uh, but I don't blame Bernie Sanders for that guy showing up, and it's wrong. To, it's really wrong to blame, and that's what the theme of Liz Cheney's book is: that somehow Donald Trump is to blame for anybody who uh, did anything wrong ever, (laughs) especially on January 6th. You know, there's a big myth out there that Donald Trump was, um, like, calling for the execution of uh, Mike Pence and leaning on Mike Pence in a way that was just, oh, the, the unbearable pressure. You know what he said on January 6th? I hope Mike Pence does the right thing. I hope he does, because if he doesn't, well... We lose, but if he does, we got a chance. Like That's not exactly forcing anybody to do anything. It's recognizing that Mike does have a choice and that the Constitution, you know, I'm a little bit sick. I know this will sound at first, oh, how could you say such a thing? But I am a little bit sick of people running around saying that, well, it's my job to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. It's my job. I will. I will. I am. I have sworn an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States. Well, that sounds great, right? That sounds fantastic. And to a certain degree, it is fantastic. But if you actually look at the fine print of that oath, especially in the military where you preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, all that stuff, right? It also says you're going to obey the orders of those who outrank you. (laughs) That's in there, too. Uh, the job of these individuals, you know, like, they ultimately, it's up to the Supreme Court. Good people can totally disagree about what the meaning of the Constitution is, what our founding fathers wanted, what that law means, what it doesn't mean. Five to four decisions are routine. Six to three, eight to two, uh, uh, five, four, 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 if there's a vacancy. Happens all the time. That doesn't mean that somebody has no sense. Liz Cheney is not the final arbiter on what the hell the Constitution says. And she acts like she is. The media act like she is. The media act like they are. It's unconstitutional. No, we. <laughs> it's not. We can look at the same law and think, quite frankly, opposite things. Happens all the time. But with Donald Trump, it's a criminal matter. Hey, he was at the uh, Cipriani downtown And let's listen to this. Cut 21, please. Trump, over the weekend, cut 21.
1: Uh, Baker today in the New York Times, he said uh, that I want to be a dictator. I didn't say that. I said I want to be a dictator for one day. But the New York Times said, and you know why I wanted to be a dictator? Because I want a wall, right? I want a wall, and I want to drill, drill, drill. So. Build the wall. wall. Well, we did.
0: <laughs> uh, he also talked about the hell that New York is going through, and it is going through uh, a really bad, bad time. Um, let me see, just before I switch gears entirely, Mitt Romney, can I do the, um, no, I'll skip that for now. I, he's been elevated way, way, way too much. Right. Way too much. We don't care about him. We don't want to care about him. He's over. He did say, though, that Joe Biden is like the best way to restore America. And in God, we trust in all of our our traditions. And Donald Trump somehow is, mm-mm. you know, remember that trans rally they had on the White House lawn with those great big trans flags and, uh you know, mm, people flaunting their sexuality. On the White House lawn. Hey, I happen to be heterosexual. Can you imagine if I flaunted my heterosexuality on the White House lawn? Who the hell was that? Who was that? Well, who was it? Who was it? Who was that? Did somebody call in? All right. Um, You can't do that. It's wrong. It's wrong for heterosexuals. It's wrong for gay people as well. Ooh, I want to point this out. I think I totally cracked the code. ...on the Kennedy assassination. Well, not totally, but I just found a big, big, big piece of the puzzle. And I'm going to share it with you right now. Nobody knows what I am about to tell you, and I think it does... Well, it totally holds up. Are you ready for this? What's up? What is this? What is this? Oh, Mitt, Mitt Romney. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was 9-11. I came up with Mitt Romney quotes. Well, let get those later. Okay, here's the deal with uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Number one, I don't believe that Lee Harvey Oswald uh, was alone. I think he had a lot of help. And the big thing for me about Lee Harvey Oswald is he just happens to get that job at the school book depository six weeks before Kennedy drives by. Mm-mm. That is no coincidence. He had the help of the uh, big state, the deep state, whatever you want to call it. But this was a conspiracy. Now. Lee Harvey Oswald himself, I do believe, pulled the trigger, and I do not believe that that shot from the sixth floor was a difficult shot. I also have studied this, the magic bullet, nothing magic about it. Well, it made a detour and it turned. No, it didn't. They don't account for Governor Conley's body actually shifting after he heard the first shot and he he turns his body around. They never account for the turning of the body in part because the Zapruder film doesn't clearly show it. But when you enhance it, it does. It does. So where does that bring? Oh, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. So I figured this out all by my lonesome. Uh, I was reading the Warren Commission report uh, during my leisure time, and in the Warren Commission, it actually says where Lee Harvey Oswald lived at every stage of his life. Every address (laughs) he ever had is in the Warren Commission and one of those addresses is on the upper east side of new york he also lived in the bronx at a couple of locations but one of the addresses is uh, 325 east 92nd street uh, he lived there with his mother and his half brother john pick for a summer now they were thrown out by his uh, uh, the sister-in-law because uh, lee harvey oswald was a nasty guy he once threatened the the mother with a with a knife his sister-in-law rather with a knife And, uh, you know, he's a nasty, weird kid, but, uh, for a while there, they were having a lot of fun and his half brother would take him to the Staten Island ferry. They go to the zoo and they were having a great time, but he also spent a lot of time watching television. And that was in the summer of 1953. Now I have to go back to 1945 in 1945. There was a movie called the house on 92nd street, the house on 92nd street. And, um, someone in the movie becomes a double agent for the FBI in a German spy ring. And it's during World War II, came out right after World War II. And it's all about this house on 92nd Street where the the spy operation is is centered and located. And these spies were engaging in sabotage. They were blowing up things and, and shooting people, right? So when I figured out that this movie existed and then I watched the movie, And then I figured out that, and I already knew this, but Lee Harvey Oswald actually as a kid lived on East 92nd Street. I'm like, I don't think this is a, I don't think this is a coincidence. I think that Lee Harvey Oswald saw this movie as a child and thought to himself, Oh my God, this movie is speaking right to me. I'm on 92nd Street. I want to have that. This is, this is too much. This is too much. It's And it spoke directly to – he thought – he was a little kid at the time. He was like 12 years old. So you see how that could have happened? Um, I looked it up, and I found TV guides from the summer of 1953. And guess what they show? The House of 92nd Street was in heavy rotation on local television. I think it was Channel 11 at the time. Um, so he probably saw the movie. It's documented. We we actually know from his own social worker. He had a social worker. She died. They interviewed her back then after the assassination. She also gave interviews over the years that Lee Harvey Oswald was like obsessed with TV. He would watch a lot of TV. He would skip school and watch TV. So what do you think, huh? What does that mean? I think we found out the motivation. His motivation to be an assassin, or his, and his motivation to you know go to Russia and join the Marine Corps, and learn some skills, yet defect to Russia, and then come back to the United States, and be allowed back into the United States. Now, granted, he's not the only one who did that. You know, the idea that he came back from Russia, you know, back then, I looked this up too, there were like 20 or 30 people a year who would defect to Russia, and like 10 of them would come back. <laughs> they didn't like it over there. didn't mean they were all double agents or whatever. But that House in 92nd Street thing, what do you think? Right. And uh, ooh, when I come back, one other piece of uh, factual information regarding this whole thing that'll psych you out. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
1: A special person is in this room tonight because uh, former mayor. Rudy Giuliani did the greatest job. He was the greatest mayor in the history of this city. It was safe. It was prosperous.
0: You know what? You know Brian what people Rudy. should stop doing? Special guys. Chanting in the middle. When the president is there, just let him speak. All right. I want to hear from you. I don't want to chant. Anyway, Rudy Giuliani deserves all the praise in the world and all the support, too. Uh, remember, you know, people like, you, you hear It's very fashionable to wonder about Rudy. Oh, whatever happened to Rudy? Whatever happened to Rudy? <laughs> whatever happened to you? Whatever happened to your guts? Whatever happened to your, uh, judgment? Guys on top of the world at, the, on top of the, uh, on top of his game has never been more impactful than he is now and doing amazing things for this country. And one day, you, everybody will understand that. Everybody. Uh, I think some some dynamite pieces of information are about to come out that will shock the world. All right. The other thing is, oh, I'm going to have, I think I'm going to have my own January 6th hearing. I think we're going to have my own January 6th hearing. You know, we never actually did that to rebut all of the crap that we were told during those primetime hearings with that silly, phony, uh, corrupt document they put out about a year ago, the January 6th report, it is so obviously bogus and so debunkable. And now I've spent plenty of time debunking it, but it was you know, here, there, a little bit tonight, a little bit next week, a little bit here, a little bit there. I have to do it in a more methodical and like kind of Im- decisive and just boom, 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 boom. Night after night after night. I think I might do that um, in January. What do you think? As the fake news does all their retrospectives on that horrible day. and What do you think? Uh, Barbara, welcome back. How are you? Hi,
2: Greg. Hey, I think that's a wonderful idea. I would love to see you do that in January. That would be so powerful and such a good counterpoint to what the mainstream media is saying.
0: Fantastic. I'm glad you like it. Uh, what else is going on?
2: Well, I have to draw a parallel between Mayor Giuliani and John Adams. I'm rewatching the John Adams series based on his life during the revolution and his wife, Abigail Adams. And he took great risk, great personal risk. He risked everything. He risked losing his law practice by descending those British troops who were accused of slaughtering Americans in Boston. And he did it because even though it was very unpopular to defend these men, very unpopular in his community, and he knew he would lose some, if not all, of his livelihood for himself and his family, he did it as Mayor Giuliani often does. He stepped forward because he said, I am for the law. I am not for any particular man. I am for the law. And on that basis, He risked everything. He defended the men. They were found innocent. Afterwards, he was offered a high position uh, by the king of England, and he refused it because, again, he said, which we see Rudy exemplifying all the time. Again, he said, it is the law, not any one man. It is the law that must be preserved and upheld.
0: I love it. I did not know that about John Adams. I never read that book by McCullough, right? He's the one who wrote the big John yes. Adams book. Is that him?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I got... it is a series. It is a really good series that you can watch, and you can watch it a part at a time. I've watched it twice. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm into about the eighth or ninth um, uh, segment it's of that the series.
0: that Paul Giamatti guy, right? The short guy who does who plays Adams? He's a short
2: guy. I don't know his name. Yeah, it's
0: Paul Giamatti. It's really
2: good. He was in, really good.
0: he was the kinky prosecutor in billions. I am going to watch that, uh, because I probably don't have time to read the book. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you so much. And thank you for your endorsement of that thing. Yeah, coming in January, the real January 6th hearings. Thank you, Barbara. Sandra, hello.
2: Hello, Greg. So I went to the event Saturday night at Cipriani. And, I know you uh,
0: did. I saw the pictures. Uh, congratulations. Look, like <laughs> I had a great time. I heard you were spreading the word about me and my show and my programs. I appreciate it.
2: Well, actually, I went over to Donald Trump during the course of the evening, and I said, I introduced myself, Then I said, you know, I talked to Greg Kelly very often on his show, and, and I want you to know that he loves you. I love you. The world loves you. And you know what he said? What? Oh, Greg Kelly, he's a really good guy. He said that. Mm. He loves you. Yeah. So I did do it. I said I was going to do it. I did it. I also met with Sid. I took a picture with him. I met with John Tobacco and Kara. All right. We had a stop telling
0: me about a party I did not go to. I wish he was there. I, I know, was there. know, I know. Sandra, thank you so much. Well, I, you, you're plugging my show to the President of the United States, the real President. Sandra, thank you. I'm glad you had a great time, too. You're the best. You are the best. Uh, great gal. <laughs> thank you, Sandra. And best to the doctor, okay? Uh, I gotta go to Adam, though, now. Uh, Adam is, uh, truthfully telling us where he lives for a change. Hempstead. For years hey, and I'm years, all he all was rolling. telling us Mineola for some reason. I don't know why, but anyway, what's up?
2: You're going to try to debunk the January 6th stuff. Could you please try to get them guys reversals that got them convictions when you start debunking, please?
0: I would love, I would love to help, I would love to help those guys, uh, get their convictions reversed. I would love it. Especially the ones who, the ones, I'm speaking about the ones who didn't hurt anybody and didn't break anything. I would love it. I would love it.
1: Uh, Good luck with that, sir.
0: Hey, you don't think I can do it? Did you hear no, what uh, did don't. you hear what Sandra was just saying? She's palling around with President Trump and they're talking about me. I'm a man of influence. Wow. Adam. Yeah, you it? should be impressed. <laughs> Wise guy. All right, you want to make a point or no?
1: Yeah, um that that uh you you talked about that lady that had that that's supposed to get that abortion with the problem with the pregnancy. Right. That is going to hurt Republicans next year, this year coming up. You, you know, know what? Maybe
0: up. it will. But you know who else is going to hurt? The five month old baby inside that woman. You know, there are things that are more important than an election. I don't know. I don't know. Look, I <laughs> this is one of those things. They want to do the abortion right up until the very end. That's not me. I don't think that's you, Adam, and I don't think that's most Americans either. But, yep, the fake news is going to be so alarmist about it and, you know, go crazy and work people like you up. Right, Adam? They're going to work you up into a frenzy about it. And uh, that lady, I mean, I'm sorry. Did you see how pregnant she was? Yeah, you're right. I see it. I mean, but, you know, you know like you the idea that, oh, my goodness, great. She should just be able to show up and get the abortion like that. I don't know. I am... Uh, I, I, I feel, I, I just, it's, oh gosh, anyway. No, it's okay. I think when you go in there and do something like that, I don't mind if a court has to get involved. I don't know. That's how I feel. Adam, thank you. Hope you had a good weekend. Did you? What happened to you? Hello? Yeah. Was this Adam's friend? No, it's me. It's All Adam. Right, you sounded different. What do you do when you're not driving no. the bus? What do you do when you're just hanging around? punching in
1: now
2: i punch in three to twelve no I, I don't want to know
0: yeah when you're not driving the bus what do you do sleep <laughs> okay <laughs> all right adam thank you very much and we'll do mike and wayne
1: craig how are you listen what kind of father uses his son to fan his pockets with his son's crooked overseas business deals instead of getting him the true help that he needs. You know, Biden has a history of doing this with Hunter. I think since high school, getting him out of all of these you know, drug issues, and everything else. But that's not a love of a father at all. That's That's an evil person. And you know what, also, what kind of grandfather and a grandmother don't acknowledge their own granddaughter's existence? Evil people do, Greg. And the hypocrisy on the left is deafening and blinding that they can just sit there and defend this. And you know and I know, if this was President Trump, Oh, my God, Greg. I know, and you know, and
0: we know, and thank you, uh, Mike, and you know you're right about that. Jill Biden, why did she get a pass on that? I'm going to do something about that. Sorry, Andrew. I'll see you guys later.